The following is a presentation of Main Street Preps, your source for high school sports in Middle Tennessee. On this episode of the Sumner County All Sports Podcast, we're going to talk about region and sectional soccer matches, as well as state tournament pairings. We're going to mention all-county golf, and as well, a little bit of cross-country love. So stay tuned and stick around to hear what I've got to say about your favorite team. This is the Sumner County Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Sumner County. Here's your host, Zach Womble. Up first on the Sumner County All Sports Podcast, we're going to talk a little region soccer, a little sectional soccer, and of course, state soccer tournament pairings. I think the last time we left off, uh, we had not talked about the region championship game yet between Station Camp and Hendersonville. And of course, it was the Lady Bison getting the win over their Sumner County counterpart and their District 10 AAA foe. Station Camp went on to host Nolensville in the Class 3A sectional round where they eventually lost. Two to one, uh, ending their season. A great, great match between Nolensville and Station Camp. And you know, I was talking with our um, coworker Russell Venosi about Nolensville, what I could expect, and this, that, and the other, because I really just didn't know a whole lot about them. And uh, he was very complimentary of the Lady Knights, saying they had a lot of talent, but it was their speed that stood out. And boy, let me tell you, those girls were flying on the pitch. They were running up and down so fast. You know, I, I wasn't clocking anybody's 40 time, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few girls out there running a 4-4-40. I mean, they were just blazing past the station camp defense. Uh, but give, give credit to the they, uh, they held on the technical 1-0-0 lead on an Emory Springs goal. Uh, her initial shot, she got on the rebound, and she put the bottom left corner. Um, but Nolensville, their persistence, their consistency uh, paid off only a few minutes later before tying it up 1-1 and then heading into the half. And in that second half, they go 36 minutes without a goal, just battling back and forth. And then Nolensville off a shot uh, just finds the body of, of one of their players and sneaks in for the 2-1 win. Um, but just a great, great soccer match between those two those two teams. And uh, you really felt like whoever won was gonna is going to have a great showing in the state tournament. Um. Unfortunately for Nolensville, they did not get any kind of help from the TWSAA as they drew the number two ranked team in the country, not the state, but the country in the Bearden Lady Bulldogs who are 20-0-1 on the season. And the only reason they have a a tie is because Lightning uh, canceled their game only 10 minutes into a match. So um, if if they probably play that match, they're they're probably 21-0-0. Just to kind of give you a little bit, of uh, perspective on just how good Bearden is. They beat Hendersonville, who played Ravenwood to a 0-2 loss in the sectional round. They beat Hendersonville 9-0, okay? You're thinking, oh, we see 9-0 games. We see Mercy Rule games all the time. They did it in 15 minutes. How the heck do you score nine goals in 15 minutes? You've got to be talented. You've got to be good. Obviously, I don't know a ton about them. I do know they have a talented, talented team that's sending multiple girls the Division One level, including one girl going to the University of South Carolina. So they look to be the clear favorite in Class 3A. So unfortunately, Nolensville, their first season in Class 3A, they did not get any breaks getting the proverbial state tournament favorite. So uh, if Nolensville can somehow knock off the Lady Bulldogs, then, then they've got to be the favorite to win it all. So um, that should be a fun, fun game, I would think. But they're going to be to win. 
we do, though, have one team in Sumner County making their trip down to Chattanooga for the state tournament, and that is the Merrill Hyde Lady Hawks advancing to the state tournament for the fifth year in a row under Jason Bentley. Listen, what they've been able to do this year is remarkable. You can check out my story on MainStreetPreps.com, uh, just highlighting their dominance this season. You know, they beat Cascade nine to nothing in the sectional round. We're actually going to hear from Jason Bentley uh, in a little bit and just describing that game and, and his team and just kind of their mentality as they head into the state tournament. So I'm excited to head down to Chattanooga this week to cover state championship Friday and state championship Saturday. Maybe Merrill Hyde will make it to state championship Saturday. I guess we'll see, but I do know they have a great, great draw. Could not have been a better draw, to be honest with you, as they get Memphis East in the first round and they get either Chucky Doak or Huntland in the second round if they're able to win their first-round matchup. The only team standing in their way, Alcoa, is on the opposite side of the bracket. So this could be their year. They could be their year to bring it home. They finished runner-up twice uh, over the last four years. Both Signal Mountain is actually in Class AA this year, so they don't have to worry about them. So if they're able to take care of business, could be the first gold uh, championship brought home uh, for Merrill Hyde girls soccer. Speaking of head coach Jason Bentley, let's jump right into his interview after their 9-0 win at Cascade. He talks about just how great they played that game and kind of their mentality as they head into the into the state tournament and a little bit of a wrinkle this year as the state tournament is not being held in Murfreesboro, but instead, like I mentioned, in Chattanooga, so they don't have the luxury of being able to come home and sleep in their own bed. So here, let's hear what Jason Bentley has to say following their 9-0 win over Cascade in the class single-A sectional round. Jason, we have talked at length about this program, how far you've come, how you've gotten to this point, the hard work it takes to get here. Um, but you can never take it for granted. And you have said that time and time again that, you know, these, this, you just can't take these moments for granted. You got to come out and play because you know, the other team is very capable of winning, right? So now that you're in this moment and, and you're able to really allow yourself to be like, okay, yeah, we're state bound now. How's it feel? Oh, it, it feels great. You know, I'm excited for the girls. I'm excited for this team. You know, and it's, I mean, that's what I told them after this game. You know, be proud of this as an accomplishment because it is an accomplishment. It's not, it's not easy to do every year. And, um, you know, the, the work they started putting in early, um, uh, you know, it, it's paid off. So I'm, I'm proud of them. They should be proud because it, it is definitely an accomplishment. I mean, winning nine nothing in the sectional round is is kind of remarkable. Considering you know you look at and I, don't, I wasn't at Smith County, so I don't I don't see how a two one game shakes out. But you, you look at their two one score against CSAS, and you tell me CSAS is a really good team. So it's like you think there's going to be a little bit more pushback. So was this game the best game your girls played all year? It's up there. I mean, we you know we we played we had some very good games early on uh, in midway. Um, you know, I think getting some players back, getting healthy, getting a few other games under our belts, you know, it's just it, it, it's enabled us to build that chemistry that we need and, and and the trust that they need within each other while they're out there on the field playing. State obviously in a different uh, city this year, uh, a little bit further away, so you don't have the luxury of going and coming back home and sleeping in your own bed. You know, you're going to get a hotel down there. So how does that change things? What's the itinerary for this team? It's a great question, and, and you know we'll have to manage the time differently. Um, and uh, you know once we see what the schedule is when that comes out tomorrow, 
uh, we'll see how we'll, you know, how we'll structure our time in Chattanooga. Uh, but looking forward to going to Chattanooga, um, you know, with uh, Baylor and uh, CCS and GPS hosting. Um, you know, those are excellent fields, excellent facilities. Um, and so we're, we're excited to go. But, but you're right, we, we will have to manage uh, the time a little different. Will you allow your team to bask in the moment and maybe whether it be go to the you know Lookout Mountain or do any other – go to the aquarium? Is there anything like that you got planned? Of course. We'll, we'll come up with something. I mean, sure. you, you, you got to have fun. And, you know, they enjoy doing things together and having fun together. And so uh, we'll, we'll definitely – take some time to incorporate some fun for them for sure and listen i know you guys aren't looking ahead or you know i'm sure you probably scout just who you think is going to be at the state tournament and stuff you know your two best finishes two runner-up finishes came to signal mountain they are now in class double a i think alcoa is still single a but uh i mean how are you feeling as you as you head into the big dance this team's in a good spot you know uh, they're they're finding the rhythm at the right time and uh yeah, there's just a trust factor. They enjoy playing together, and you know I think that goes a long way with a lot of with a lot of girls uh, and a lot of teams. Uh, so I, th- I think we're in a good spot. I think they're in a good spot mentally. Uh, you know, definitely the the efforts there, the mental toughness was what I challenged them on in the second half of this game, and and I thought they you know they came through with the with the right uh, you know. They came out with the right grade, being being an A on that at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah, five straight state champion or state tournaments in a row. And that's pretty remarkable, pretty incredible. And then what's so – I guess what's even more amazing is your team is so young. You know, you trot three seniors out there, three valuable seniors nevertheless, but a very young team. I mean, you look at Sydney who scored four goals today. She's a freshman. And, you know, they're you're littered with, with freshmen and sophomores out there. I mean, how do you I mean, how do you not gush thinking about the future of this program? Well – Every team's different, and and like you and I've talked about before, you know, the makeup of every team's different, and every team's got to put in the work. And you know, last year we had, you know, six, six or seven seniors, you know, and this year we're at three, yeah, you know. But we added some young ones last year. Those young ones got a lot of time last year, and you know, they're they're big contributors this year for sure. So. Um, you know, it's it's going to change. The dynamics of each team is going to change every year. Um, but uh, you know, proud of the seniors, proud of proud of where the freshmen are, as well as the other girls who are, who are playing and the whole team who's contributing. Up next on the Sumner County All Sports Podcast. We've got White House head coach Mike Felzine on with us. Uh, it's the first time Coach Felzine has, has joined the Sumner County All Sports Podcast, so we're super, super grateful to have him on today. Uh, this is coming after their loss uh, to Paige in the sectional round, but nevertheless, uh, Lady Blue Devils with a fantastic season this year, getting all the way to that round, playing when many teams uh, were sitting at home, sitting on the couch, and wishing that they could play on sectional Saturday. So, Coach Felzine, welcome in. Thanks so much for doing this today. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So as someone who, listen, I, I wasn't around your program at all this year, right? Um, but I, I'm looking at results here. I'm looking at schedules. And um, obviously you had a really good year because like I just said, welcoming you in, you guys were playing in a part of the season that a lot of teams wishing they were playing in. So this year for you, Mike, you know, what what came together? You know, I know in your, years past, you know, I, I, we go back from my days in Robertson County and you know, you were always big on building team chemistry and making sure the girls liked being around one another outside of the soccer complex. So, was that the case this year? I mean, what kind of 
what took you through this year? What got you to, to where you got to? I, th- I think a lot of it was the team chemistry. Um, again, we have a group of girls that just love being around each other, um, you know, hanging out with each other outside uh, outside the lines. Yeah, and, and you know, team chemistry can take you can obviously take you very very far. Uh, but how about in between the white lines, Mike? What what really clicked for you this year? What did you find early? Did you stick to that, or was there was there some nice surprises along the way? What take me through the white lines and through your twenty two games this year? Well, uh, we started off with uh, a, a pretty difficult schedule um, with the teams that we were playing. And, you know, I tell the girls we do that uh, in hopes it prepares us uh, for our district and regional play uh, and prepare us um, into uh, the next season, you know, into the playoffs. Um, and so, you know, their attitude um, was great, even through the tough times, uh, you know, understanding uh, what our goal is. Uh, and uh, coming in uh, each day and working hard and uh, never giving up, even when um, sometimes some some teams may uh, start giving up uh, when they don't see the success early on. Yeah, you mentioned that early season tough schedule. Um, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the teams. You know, you open up a station camp. They're a team that played for in the Class Three A sectional and was you know six minutes away from overtime, potentially beating Nolansville. You've got a state tournament quali- uh, state tournament qualifier in Murfreesboro Central Magnet as your third team. I, I don't know anything about the Kentucky schools that you saw at the Smoky Mountain Cup, but then you got Centennial and Beach, two Three A programs, and you tie Beach. Um, so you're right. It does feel like it, you, it prepared you for that because, I mean, you went on, what, a, a seven-game streak after that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, once we entered our uh, district play and a, a few teams like uh, Gallatin and uh, a makeup game with Merrill Hyde. Um, and so we went through, I think, a stretch of uh, – six games in 10 days or something like that uh, with makeup games put in there. Uh, and so uh, it was a tough uh, end of the season just for the number of games we had, we were playing. Yeah, and I really think you guys can hang your hat on – it's not like you need my you know affirmation or anything, but beating Merrill Hyde is, is a good one. I mean, it's a state tournament team, and there's many people – in the area that would tell you Merrill Hyde would, would do just as well, maybe not maybe not get to state, but potentially get to a region final in double A. So that's a re- that's a really good uh, win folks shouldn't yeah. overlook. Yeah, and I, I think they would. I mean, they're, they're typically year in, year out a quality team. So um, they're always a tough match for us or usually a very touch, tough match for us. Yeah, and, and you know – Immediately, uh, I, I'm looking at the White House Heritage results, and, and you beat them 3-0 the first time, and you lose in, in the district championship. I guess, what was the difference in those two matches? Because you go from scoring three goals to, to not scoring one in the district final. Well, uh, we, we couldn't find the back of the net the second go-round. Yeah. Uh, we controlled much of the game, even when we played uh, a girl down the second half, um, you know, a 10 v 11 uh, with our keeper uh, out of the game, um, our starting keeper anyways, and, uh, you know, outshot him, controlled much of the play, but just couldn't find the back of the net. 
and soccer can be a cruel game, can it? I mean, it, I, I've seen that storyline many, many times where you, you kind of just feel like the game should belong to you, but for whatever reason, you just you can't bury them. And it happens to the best of teams, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, getting to the region championship, I know it, you lost a heartbreaker to Valor. Um, I guess walk me through that game uh, and just, you know, obviously it's your last home game for your seniors and just kind of what they – and then your seniors and what they meant to you, just being able to kind of, you know, obviously be sad in that moment but also try to be grateful for everything that you've gone through together. What was – just what was that night like for you guys? Well, uh, it was very di- disappointing because seniors and everybody uh, wanted uh, – since the district championship was out of uh, – no longer available uh, – really wanted that regional championship and not only for that but uh, uh, to be able to play home on Saturday um, would would I thought uh, you know been very beneficial for us uh, on, as far as that goes um, you know losing uh, in the second half with you know giving up a penalty kick that's always tough uh, so um, you know that that's another one of the games where you know we we just didn't find the back of the net. Um, and uh, although Valor was a quality team, and we were pretty evenly matched um, on that, but um, it, it's it's it seemed like uh, our well was drying up when it didn't need to be. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, and then again, the the just the lack of being able to generate offense, obviously in your in your sectional game against Page, uh, an 0-4 loss. You know, obviously a very talented team. Page is year in and year out. I know that's a you know a rivalry that that, that dates back a couple of years in a, in a few in a few you know few matches. Uh, yes. Mike, I, I'm curious, how will you remember this bunch? How will you remember this team? And just you know everything that they went through. Well, I mean, it, it was a. A fun team to coach, and uh, that—that's. And the girls had a good time, I think, and I, I think that's uh, paramount to anything. Um, you know, uh, to enjoy it and enjoy the girls, and they're enjoying playing. Uh, I think that says a lot uh, for the program. Um, you know, and you know we lose. Uh, two seniors, uh, but uh, the majority of everybody else will be back, uh, and so uh, there's always that bright side. And there's next year, so um, hopefully we'll be able to do a little bit better next year. You know, Mike, that was the next question I was going to ask you: is just how you were feeling going into next year. I know. Listen, you and I'm not trying to date you or anything, but you you've had a heck of a career leading leading White House girls soccer. And so I was just, you know, it's been a while since I talked to you, right? So I just wanted to catch up and see how you're doing. But you clearly uh, are excited about about the next season. So that's that's great to hear and something that White House fans should be happy to hear about. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, some of the girls are already saying they're, they're starting to prepare of what they need to work on. So they're ready to uh, start the work already. So hopefully if they follow through with that, that would be even uh, – more beneficial for the team. Well, let me ask you this: in, in your last couple of games, where it was tough to just you know generate offense and or find the back of the net, even though you feel like you could have had it, is there 
Is there what else do you need to work on? What what else needs to improve, or is it just one of those aspects where it's like hopefully next year we'll we'll get a little bit more luck on our side? Uh, I think the, our biggest improvement needs um, with movement with the ball and be able to more consistently connect those passes um, for an attack. Uh, you know, so uh, just a. More work on, on that, and more direction of where we are uh, passing, um, and how we're going to pass. Uh, so, you know, they're young. Uh, you know, you know, we have I think six new players that didn't start uh, last year, uh, something to that effect. And so, um, and we changed our formation this year about mid-year. So, uh, in order to hopefully uh utilize our skill uh that we do have uh, better um than the formation we were playing previously very good well mike hey listen man i really appreciate you doing this for me um i'm glad we were able to catch up and you know celebrate another successful year of white house girls soccer and it sounds like uh, expectations are going to be high for next year and, and they should be so coach felzine thanks again so much for joining us on the all sports podcast and uh, we'll catch up later all right thanks Zach. that was white house head coach mike felzine joining us on the sumner county all sports podcast really want to thank him and congratulate the white house lady devils on their successful 2021 season Up next on the All Sumner County Sports Podcast, we're going to hit on our All County Sumner, our All Sumner County Golf Team, excuse me, uh, that is going to get released in the paper this Thursday. I have not posted it online yet, um, but it will be in the paper this Thursday. So if you're a, if you are a subscriber to the Gallatin News, the Hendersonville Standard, or the Portland Sun, you can check that out. But I'll give a little bit. Uh, I'll. I'll I'll release the team, I guess, through podcast form because I probably won't po- post this podcast until Thursday when the paper comes out, so I'm not spoiling anything. So let's just run down superlatives real quick as well as the the first team and kind of give you a breakdown of, of how I got it. So um, first off, on each team, boys and girls, there's only one team, but there are seven golfers per team. And uh, our most valuable golfers of the years went to Beach's Tristan Grenade on the boys' side and Gallatin's Reagan Padilla on the girls' side. Listen, I had a tough time choosing between Gallatin's, Reagan Padilla, and Station Camp's Len Lim between most valuable golfer. Um, but it's it comes down to this. Um, Reagan played the entire season uh, for her team this year. And whereas um, and you know, she was on her she was on her amateur tour. She's going to Vanderbilt. She's a very talented golfer, finished runner up in the state tournament. But when you're looking at most valuable golfer, I think you gotta give it to the girl who led her team to the state tournament. Her team finished fifth overall, which earned them a girls team of the year this year, the Gallatin Lady Wave. They they won the district tournament championship. They won the region tournament championship. Like I mentioned, they finished fifth, and they were all led by Reagan Padilla. So while Lynn Lynn may have a better score than Reagan at the state tournament or a better average, I still think most valuable golfer has got to go to the girl that led her team wire to wire. She won the district turn or she won the district regular season MVP. So I just felt very comfortable giving her most most valuable golfer. And on the boys side, Tristan Grenade, the only uh, boys golfer in the large class or double A class to to make it to the state tournament, led Beach all year. Um, so I felt very comfortable giving him that award. On the boys side for team of the year, you had to go with Merrill Hyde as they were the only county boys team to win a district championship. 
So I felt comfortable giving them uh, that that accolade. And then, like I mentioned, Mickey Armstrong, Coach of the Year, coaching the Gallatin Lady Wave and the Green Wave, leading them to the state tournament. Um, looking down the boys' first team in order, you've got Tristan Grenade from Beach, who averaged a 73 on the season. You've got Bo Morgan from Station Camp, who was your district tournament overall champion. You've got Porsche Bryant from Merrill Hyde, who averaged at 76 on the year. You've got Ben McGuire from Portland, who was your district third-place medalist. Bray Roberts from Hendersonville, who finished fourth-placed in the district tournament. And then two Pope Prep freshmen in Noah Lim, who averaged a 76 on the year, and Ace Hogg, who averaged an 80 on the year. Side note, what a bet! is there a better name for a golfer than Ace? I don't think there is. Um, but moving on to the girls' first team, as I mentioned, you got Lim Lim from Station Camp, who's a state tournament runner-up. You've got Reagan from Mountain, who finished with a 75 average. Tessa Myers from Beach, who scored a 78 average. Kennedy Autry from Gallatin, who scored an 80 average. Charlotte Rominger from Gallatin as well, who tallied 85. Caitlin DeHart from Merrill Hyde, who scored a 94 and, and was your district tournament champion this year. And then Kelsey Noakes from White House, who was your district tournament runner-up. So that right there is a quick summary of our all-Sumner County golf team. Like I mentioned, you can see that team in print for the Gallatin News and the Hendersville Standard this Thursday, and it will be in the Portland Sun next Tuesday. Wrapping up our all-Sumner County podcast this week is a little bit of cross-country talk. They finished up the Region 5 Large Schools uh, Championships yesterday on Monday at Sanders Ferry Park where you saw Beach and Station Camp on the boys' side earn a trip to the state tournament where they will run uh, next week, November 4th, at Sanders Ferry Park. And on the girls' side, you only had the Beach Lady Bucks uh, making it as a team. Like I mentioned, they will run next th- next week, November 4th, at Sanders Ferry Park. Uh, it's a great day uh, seeing them run. And uh, I know Merrill Hyde will be there on Friday for the AAA bracket. Uh, so a lot of good cross-country still to be ran this next week in Sumner County. So uh, if you got a chance to make it out to Sanders Ferry Park, do that. Support these athletes as they try to bring home a gold medal. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Sumner County All Sports Podcast. We've talked about soccer, we've talked about golf, and we've talked about cross-country. If you want to get your football talk, make sure you're staying, you, you listen to and check out the Coach Podcast with Mac me and myself as we break down all of Sumner County and all of Montgomery County football. There are some big matchups this week, so you don't want to miss that. Again, this is the All Sumner County Sports Podcast with your host, Zach Womble, and I will see you on the side. You've been listening to the Sumner County Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Sumner County with your host, Zach Womble. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com.